You're visiting the mom next door and our stories of faith. I'm glad you dropped by for a visit. Please stay a while and hear what the Lord has done in the lives of moms just like you and me. having a great summer. And today we're taking a little break this afternoon during nap time to chat. I want to introduce you to my friend Kaylee, who I knew in Oregon. So I met her at a mom's retreat at an Above Ruby's Women's Conference. And that was a lot of years ago. I am not sure how many children you had at that point. I can't even remember. And I also knew your mom. So why don't you just jump in and introduce your family Hi, my name is Kaylee, and my husband and I have seven children. Our youngest is three months old, and our oldest is 10 and a half. We've been married for 12 years. Okay, that is so great. And, you know, I think who we're going to talk about today is your second from youngest, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Okay, so why don't you just tell me about Mateo And I don't know, should we start with your pregnancy? Like you started picking out, you're dreaming of your pregnancy and your baby and you're picking out the name and what was going through your mind? You're getting ready to bring in baby number six into the house. So you're an experienced mom at this point. And then I'm not sure if it was at what point you got some news about him having Down syndrome. So my pregnancy with Mateo was a little bit harder. It just, I was really tired that pregnancy and it was just kind of rough ride, kind of the beginnings of preeclampsia. It was a different pregnancy. We found out he was a boy, but we didn't know anything else about him at the time. We had an ultrasound, but it was a really quick one. And they just said, it's a boy. He looks good. So we, we went with that. And when I was 37 weeks, we we're thinking about names and we came up with the name Mateo. So Mateo means God's gift. And his middle name is a family name, which is Gottlieb, which means God's love. So we felt like he has a lot to live up to. Um, he was a birth center birth. All of our other kids are home births. It was a out of the ordinary situation. Um, at the time we were buying our house and we weren't sure where we were going to be. So we chose that. And He was born and it was a long birth. I'm like, is he ever going to come? And so when he was born, it took a while to push him out. He came out purple and he didn't look like my, quite like my other kids. He looked swollen and a little bit different. And we went ahead and rested. We kind of cleaned it up, cleaned him up and spent the afternoon there at the birth center. And we came home that night and he wasn't really nursing very well. And so I was like, well, who knows what's going to happen? We'll just wait and see what happens. We went home to kind of recollect ourselves. And by the morning, he had thrown up green bile, which is not normal for babies to do. Um, If you've had kids before, you would know that that's not something that would happen with a newborn. So we decided to take him to our doctor and our, we called our midwife, but we weren't going to be able to see them for afternoon. So we went to Salem Lactation. 
So did the midwife see anything at the birth or at the birth center? Did they have any red flags or they, he looked different to you, but to them, he just looked like any other baby. No, he hadn't. um, They hadn't said that he was any different at the time. He looked okay to them. We, they were aware he wasn't nursing as a baby should, but they thought, well, maybe he would catch on, which for me as a mom of six, or five kids already, I was like, I don't think something's right here, but I didn't feel like there was a tongue tie like with some of our other kids. So I wasn't sure. Right. Well, they were probably trying to kind of wait it out a little bit to just see if you, you know, especially as an experienced mom, like she just needs a little time to, to get their groove and between the two of them. Yeah. So we, woke up that morning and we're planning to go to Salem lactation at the hospital. So we went there, they looked at him and they said, you know, we think that there's something wrong. We want to admit you to our NICU. And I was like, okay. I just was kind of uh, going through the motions very much in shock. I wasn't sure what was happening. So They went ahead and admitted us to the NICU and my sister-in-law came and was with me. And the doctor had said, you know, when someone comes and is with you, we want to talk to you. And I was like, why? What's what's going on? You know, we don't know what's, I don't know what's wrong with him. But, and I called my husband. I said, we're going to, they're admitting him to the NICU. So my husband knew at that point. Because at that point you would, you went alone to the lactation consultant just thinking it would be to check on nursing. Yes. That would be a little bit surprising to get all of a sudden put in the NICU. Was it Amanda that was there with you at the hospital? Yes. Amanda was there with me. They said, wait till someone comes and we want to talk to you and you have someone with you. And I said, okay. So they came in and they said, we think your son has 90% chance of having Down syndrome. And that was a big surprise. Um, after he was born at one point, I looked at him before we went home and I said, thought, you know, does he have Down syndrome? And I thought, no way. That's, that's not what, something that we had even thought about. And, and you went home thinking if he did, they would have told me and they didn't notice it. So it must just be my mother mind going through these thoughts. Yes. So then when you got to, they started, they must've started doing some testing then to confirm that. And, and it was confirmed that he did have Down syndrome. How did, was your husband with you by then? So my husband came from work and he came to the NICU. He works in his own business. So he was able to come um, and spend the evening with us. And we were in the hospital local NICU for three days. He was also having some other problems. Um, they had lights on him for the bilirubin. They also were concerned because of that green bile that had he had yeah. thrown up. Um, they call it emesis. That's the technical name. But they were concerned about that. Um, so they sent him to um, OHSU by ambulance. Which is about an hour away from, from your home and actually from your home and your other children. And so then did you get to ride in the ambulance with them? Yes, they did. They 
So they brought us there and they did a test. Uh, biopsy is what they call it for Hirschsprungs. It's common in kids with Down syndrome, especially boys. It can also be common in kids that don't have Down syndrome. And it's sometimes genetic with families. With ours, it's not, but it's related to his Down syndrome. So this basically means that his intestines do not work to eliminate like other people's. So Mateo was seeing a surgeon there and that surgeon did an operation on him later on. They use surgery or other things to help and fix that. Did you, did you know other people right at this time that had gone through that? I mean, that's the down syndrome is one where, I mean, obviously limited amount of people have experience in that, but this other, I can't even, I don't even know if I can say it, Hirsch, Hirsch something. Hirsch Sprungs. We don't know anyone currently who has that. Um, I've met a few people online and I'm in a few online groups for families that have it. We, before Mateo, we also hadn't met a lot of families that had kids with Down syndrome. Um, our church had one gentleman who's older and was this parent who has Down syndrome. And I had never spoken to him before. And they also, um, a couple years ago, my daughter's BBS leader was a lady with Down syndrome. So I've only met a couple people in our church. So it was more rare for us. So how are you feeling about that? Just so much unknown, I imagine, just the overwhelm of it all processing. It's definitely a different feeling, um, feeling overwhelmed and also um, not knowing the future for your child. Yeah, I imagine that would was almost, though, maybe helpful to know an adult that you, you mentioned from your church, like, hey, there's an adult who's who's dealing with this. But there's a lot of stages between a newborn and that adult. So a lot of stuff that you needed to a lot of resources you need to find and um, information you needed to dig up. So was that just a matter of like, how did you even start that meeting people going Google or what did you do? So I started with joining a couple different groups on Facebook when they gave us like a pre-diagnosis and they said, we're doing a blood test. So we'll come back in like a week. So we didn't know for sure at that point, but they had told us most likely. And um, a lot of the doctors, when they look at kids, they like Mateo, they just, you know, even before a blood test, they'll say, we know 90%. So at that point we were pretty sure. So I went ahead and joined a couple groups and a lady came up to our house and she brought us a basket. It's called a Jack's basket. And I had a couple different books in it and little gifts for the baby. And she looked at our son and she told us about her son who was a preschooler, I believe. Yes, he's a preschooler. So she had, she didn't work with kids with Down syndrome. She didn't know anything before she had her son and it was her first child. And she loves kids with Down syndrome so much that she, this is what she does. She goes around and she passes out these baskets as part of her thing that she wants to do. I think I've heard about this before from my friend, Sonia. I think, you know, Sonia, and I think she told me that is even across the whole U S like an organization that does this. And I'm going to find the link for it and I'll put it in the show notes so that people can find it. But tell me, is this right? I think I heard that, um, 
that you can, people can, anyone can donate to this organization and they put together these baskets and then families who have a heart for Down syndrome sign up to be like the hands and feet of Jesus going out and loving on the families with this diagnosis and saying, you know, here's my phone number. We just want to love on you and let you know that this baby is going to be a big blessing in your life. Yes, exactly. Um, You can even order a basket for yourself. It doesn't have to be for another person. You can go ahead and go on there and order one for yourself. So that was really a blessing because that was the first person we had really met that had a little kid. And we got to talk to her a lot and find out what is he like? How does he respond? What does he do? And she told us about all the different things she does, even in his classroom at school to help the other kids work and accept him. I'm just kind of shocked at what an amazing ministry that would be to be a part of. And sometimes I think as moms, we're thinking, I'm just a mom, I'm just a mom, and I don't have a formal ministry. And I don't know if she would consider that a formal ministry or not, but how amazing to have that knock at your door and to have someone come beside you and just breathe life into you when when the breath has been knocked out of you. How about your church? Was your church, um, I assume they were already bringing meals and, and things like that. Yeah, they did do meals for us. I think a lot of churches aren't used to the idea of someone different necessarily. And one of the things that's my goal for the future is to be able to show our church and other churches, you know, this is, we want to accept and have the kids that have disabilities or extra abilities into our Sunday schools. And that's one of the things that I want to encourage in our church as we hopefully have more time to spend as Mateo grows older. Yeah. I think sometimes we don't realize the need for ministry until it affects our lives. And then it's like, wow, God, I mean, what an opportunity he's given you to have your eyes open to this new thing. And then you can be that encouragement to help other people and to bring that awareness and, and to be that loving hand to other people. I think that's, that is wonderful. So do you get a lot of comments from people about, have you gotten any negative comments about him? I, when I see a little one with Down syndrome in the store. I just think they're the cutest thing. And I have several friends who have children with Down syndrome, but I have heard that there are times when people say unkind things. Have you found that to be true? I haven't been out as much as I had with my other kids. So we haven't experienced that, but I know that at some point in the future we will. Um, There's a saying for Down syndrome moms, they call them the lucky few. You know what? I've seen, actually, I think there's a podcast by the name, The Lucky Few. I've, I've heard at least one. I think they're still doing it. Have you heard of that? I haven't heard of that. A lot of moms that have kids with Down syndrome, what I understand from them and even myself is that a lot of times we'll see someone else in public with a kid with Down syndrome, but we'll be reluctant to talk to them because we think, you know, does that baby for sure have Down syndrome? Or does that person have a kid like mine? And, you know, I've always gotten comments from people that are positive 
but a lot of the people we have been around are aware that Mateo has Down syndrome and um, what he's like. Well, and he was also born, I can't remember if it was right before COVID hit, wasn't it? And so you actually probably weren't going out much because the state is so much shut down that that, that limits the, the exposure to things like that. Yeah, that's true. So what do you think? Like if you are going in a store and would you appreciate comments of people coming up? I mean, and just speaking about him or to him or to you in positive ways or does that ruin your day you know I would be happy if people approached me and wanted to make a positive comment or even if they have a cousin or a relative that has down syndrome and they want to say hi I'm always happy to say hi to people I think sometimes we're held back because we think, well, I wouldn't want to be rude and I wouldn't want to like embarrass them by going up and mentioning that I noticed this and I think this could be the situation. But every single person I've talked to that has a child with special needs has really um, said to me that, you know, they're open to it. They're welcome to it. And they and they are thankful for kind and encouraging comments along the way. So I think that's something that we can all remember to do is it, it never hurts to bless someone. It never hurts to go and speak kindness to somebody just as an encouragement. Oh my goodness. You could even say that just to the mom who's at the store with three or four children. They wouldn't even have to be special needs and just go up to them and say, mom, you're doing a great job. Look at those kids. Look at their smiles. You know, it never hurts to be extra kind to other people. Right. Have you, have you had to adjust your life at a lot? I know he's small, so you just kind of roll them into what the rest of the family is doing. I, I would imagine at his age, it hasn't been that big of a difference or a change. And, and maybe that's to come as he gets older. But how have you seen your family have to adjust? So we've adjusted quite a bit. Mateo has a lot of extra doctor appointments that my other kids didn't have when they were little. He's also had two surgeries and he's also having um, multiple therapies. So weekly. So our schedule has picked up a lot because of what we do with him at this point. While he's little, he needs those therapies probably within the next couple of years. He'll grow out of them a lot. I think right now with COVID being a thing, it puts a lot of extra organization on your end because I don't think you can take everybody with you to those appointments, right? You need to leave, you need to have a babysitter and take just you and him as my guess. Yes, we're doing it that way. And also we do a lot of our therapies through Zoom. So oh, how's that going? That's very crazy. It's interesting and very complicated at the same time to be on a video. He loves the videos. He smiles and he thinks it's so much fun. Okay. So let's go back because I don't think we've mentioned exactly how old he is right now. Um, You are holding darling little daughter in your arms as we talk. And I think Mateo is taking a nap, but how old is he right now? Mateo is going to be two at the end of July. Okay. Coming right up on his birthday. So what's God been challenging? I mean, I, I know he challenges our faith 
in all times through all sorts of different ways? Have you seen a direct challenge, like something that he's really taught you or something that you've really clung to as you've just processed this and learned to live life differently? This whole time, God has just been teaching us to trust him. So Mateo had his first surgery at four months old and they removed half of his, or no, that was his surgery to place the stone, excuse me. So he had an ostomy placed when he was four months old. The plan was that he would eventually have some of his intestine that was not good removed. And that at this time he would just have a stoma to kind of wait until he grew bigger and they would do the actual other surgery. So we went into the hospital and they did the surgery and they brought him up and they have to wait until his system adjusts before they can send him home and he can eat. The first couple of days were very scary because he was in a lot of pain and they would, they had put heart monitor on him at one point because he wasn't doing very well. Um, he did have murmurs when he was little that closed up. So they had put like a heart monitor, different monitors on him and there was a nurse that came up and she talked to me and she said, my son had Hirschsprungs when he was little. And she showed me a picture of him and his family. And he's an adult now. And I believe she was from the UK, but, or her son lived in the UK, but she showed me this picture and she told me, you know, my son had had Hirschsprungs and he's okay. Now he has kids. Look at this picture. And it was so encouraging it was amazing to me that God had placed that person right in my path that had had the same experience, but had an adult child. What an encouragement that is. And, and I'm thinking too, another aspect of this in your life has been no doubt learning a whole new vocabulary. You have your medical vocabulary has expanded, right? Like you've learned so much about medicine and, and the human body, I imagine, and your children too. How are your, how are your, your other children doing with this? So my other children took a little bit to adjust. When we brought him home, he, we brought him home from the NICU at two weeks old and his neck could not support himself as much as, you know, a regular baby. So we had to be careful and have everyone even be careful when you're holding him. Uh, we read a book that we got in the Jack's basket. It was 47 strings. And it talks about how the little boy has a sister that's born with Down syndrome and she's different. And that was, that was a book that we read over and over several times, you know, and we talked about this a lot with our kids. So Mateo had his first surgery and then in September he had a second surgery, which we didn't spend as much time there. And so it was about four days and he had half of his large intestine removed. And then he was basically, they put him back together, reconnected him from the ostomy. They took it apart and he was basically normal in a sense. He still has issues because of that. Um, he processes food a lot faster than other people. So he still has some different issues that come with that. But the whole time, I feel like God's been protecting and leading. And he's just provided so many different people along the way. Even people that weren't Christians and God and didn't know God was using them. So one of our hospital stays, we had a student nurse that was just really 
caring and um, took really good care of me and Mateo. I knew how much I needed rest. So I feel like God's been with us this whole time. Don't you just, you see his hand where you, you never imagined this situation. You never imagined this is what your family dynamic would look like. But yet when you see the way God has orchestrated things, it's also like, thank you, God, for this gift. And like you said, Mateo's name, did I hear you right? It means God's gift. Yes. A lot of people don't have a surprise diagnosis like we did, but that's okay. Um, It's just knowing that your child is the way that God made them. God made them perfect and he's going to get you through it. God didn't make a mistake when he placed Mateo in our family. We weren't expecting it. It wasn't something we were looking, you know, for. It's not something genetically that would have come up for us. Um, Our family has over 30 grandchildren on my husband's side and none of them have Down syndrome. So it's a surprise. I was reading a memory on Facebook of mine that basically it says that, you know, what's the chances of this child being in your life? Because many of these don't survive, you know, the split, you know, all the processes of a baby coming into the world. It might not be the egg, you know, that might not survive. It may end up in a miscarriage, things like that. You know, what's the chances that God placed this child in your life? And I think that having a child with Down syndrome is definitely evidence that there is a God. Yes. And that he has good plans for you and that, that those good plans include a special needs child because he's doing something amazing. It's just starting to unfold, right? Yes. You made me think about a book that one of my friends wrote, um, Sarah Brooks, wrote a book called, if my memory serves me right here, it's called The Wonderful Way You Are. And that is a sweet story reminding us and reminding children that you are exactly the way God made you to be. You're, you know, this is a beautiful story that, and for a wonderful purpose that God has brought you into this world. I think I'm going to send you that book. I have an extra copy and I'm going to send it to you because it is super sweet. So Kaylee, it's been really fun talking to you. And just in case there's another mom that wants to reach out and connect, maybe one of these issues has uh, rings a bell or strikes a chord with them. Where could they reach out and find you? You said you're on Instagram. Yes. I'm on Instagram. Um, you can find me by searching Kaylee Kinsey. And I will put that in the show notes to make it a little easier with spelling. And then you are also in my mom's group on Facebook. And so if there's any mom that needs encouragement on just any subject, just wants to have some mom talk on a regular basis, come on over to Facebook And the group is called Less Than Perfect Christian Mamas. And both of us would be there and can visit with you. But um, lots of moms are there. And we talk about a wide variety of things. And so we would love to have you there on that group. So why don't we just take a second to close out in prayer today? Lord, I just thank you for 
the story that you write in our hearts, the story that is continually unfolding as each child enters into our home. And you do not make any mistakes. You have brought these children into our homes for a purpose. And Lord, I pray specifically for Kaylee and for Mateo um, and everyone in their family as they continue to grow and adjust to life. I pray for his upcoming surgery in July that you would just give wisdom and um, detail-oriented wisdom to the doctors. And I just pray for some moments with nurses where, um, where Kaylee and her husband can be a light to encourage the nurses and that they would also be there. Maybe she'll get another nurse that was just like this other one that uh, had, a, had a moment of connection. Lord, we pray for encouragement for her. And I also pray for the moms that are listening that we would be bold. We'd remember that um, you love us and that we need to love others with that same love. Lord, I pray that it is a courageous love to, to be that light and to speak up, to give blessing and encouragement whenever possible. Lord, I thank you for these things that you do in our lives. And I pray that we will just be growing in our faith as we trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that you've been encouraged or challenged in your faith today, and that something we discussed prompts you to grow deeper in your walk with the Lord. If it has, make sure you tell a friend so they can grow along with you. And if you or a friend would like to be a guest and share about God's faithfulness in your life, please email me at podcast at Because when we tell of God's faithfulness, we never run out of stories. Whatever is true.